Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Wow, Satnam. Two sidebars before we start. One is that the head brain goes, wow. This is really boring. <laughs> you know, because the head brain wants to know, hey, what's new? What's new? And you want to bore the head brain. Because boredom is the gateway to balance. And when the head brain gets bored, it stops being the director of all things. And when the head brain stops being the director of all things, all things begin to take a direction. The heart brain does this all day, all night. No matter what's going on. And the gut brain has a cycle. The gut brain is your connection of nourishment. And so, to do things in, ooh, it's bright in the back room, back of the room, it's like a lineup back there. <laughs> You're all guilty. In a, in a really blessed way. You're all, you're all guilty of being aware and awake. <laughs> And allowing ourselves to come into that balance of all of the brains is what allows us to, come, to drop down from that very hyperactive gamma and beta. Now, there is a way into higher consciousness through gamma, <coughs> but I'm not recommending it. Gamma is... Um, Locked in gamma is PTSD. And PTSD means that, because gamma is used when you're in combat or, or, or high competition. And in gamma you can go into the zone because basically, you, if, if by chance in gamma, mm, We got a lot going on up here, but that's okay. If by chance you're you're locked into gamma, um, and you actually happen upon the zone, then you get locked into the zone, and then that which you're in focus of becomes very expanded. But if by chance you get locked into insecurity, which is the most common condition of the gamma state then you're just terrified. And in that terror, you feel you will keep yourself safe because you're not letting down. You're not, you're not letting your, down your guard. And so that's why we get locked into gamma. And right now, the way that um, the fetals are uh, paralyzing the embryos you know, the entry, the, the entry stage of human existence um, being paralyzed by the slightly more advanced stage of human existence is to really up the, up the gamma state. You know, perpetual war. I mean, a war on terror is like um, a war on war. And if you've ever had a circular error in your computer program, you know that if this, then this, if this, then this, is not if this, then that. It's if this, then this. Well, this is if this. 
So if this, then this, if this, then this becomes what's called a circular error. It's a constant, continuous flaw. Hmm? And that's what is happening <coughs> to humanity right now for the purposes of maintaining a position of control. And the only, th the only way out of this, you cannot tell a person in power that they're wrong. Because there is nothing about their experience that feels wrong. It just feels powerful. So you cannot convince the power that it's moving in the wrong direction. The only thing that you can do is move in an alternative direction that has more, more goodness, more ben benefit, more benevolence. And then start to gather those around you like the Pied Piper. So if you go into a room full of children and spread out guns, loaded, no safeties, those children are going to pick up the guns and figure out how they work. But if somebody else walks into that room with just an array of balloon animals, you know balloon animals, those animals that are formed out of balloons? and you scatter those amongst the guns, the children will pick up the balloon animals nine out of ten times over the guns because the guns are like clumsy. The balloon animals are very intriguing. And so what we have to do as those of loving, kind, higher awareness is not condemn the guns or condemn the providers of the guns because that's just a waste of energy. We have to learn how to make balloon animals in a very profound way. And that's a metaphor, but also learn that too. <laughs> it's kind of cool at parties, you know. Nobody else can do it. You're there doing it, you know. You brought your, <laughs> you brought your balloon, you brought your, your tank of helium, you know. You know, in between making balloon animals, you can make everybody sound silly. This is our task. And our task is to be able to do it without any fear whatsoever. And that's what happens when you bore the head brain. Boredom is the middle path the Buddha was talking about. Boredom is that middle path. You bore the head brain, you give opportunity for the heart to come in balance and the gut to have connection. Second sidebar, we haven't even gotten to this topic yet. Second sidebar is give it up. Sanatam was nominated for a Grammy. So this is the second Grammy for Kundalini music. And the other one was one, so let's, let's stuff the ballot box. <laughs> Lily Hayden. Two of our daughters, Lily and Sonatum, both nominated. Give Lily a hand. So back in the year 2001, Sanatam worked in Yogi Tea, and she had a house in Eugene, Oregon. And our daughter had graduated from Midipiti, our high school in, in India, and had got an uh, athletic scholarship for running to the University of Oregon, which is called the University of Nike. <laughs> and um, it's, the, it's the top running school in the, in the nation. And... <clears throat> So we call our good goddaughter Sonatam and we say, hey, you got a room? She says, of course I do. So we move our daughter into Sonatam's house. And Sonatam is working in, uh, in Yogi Tea. And, you know, she's always had a magnificent voice. Her mother has a magnificent voice. I mean, it's, it, it runs in the genes. And she was doing what she felt she had been asked to do by Yogi Bhajan, and that was put some grace into the production of Yogi Tea. And we said, wow, 
wouldn't it be great if we could get you, you know, on the road? And she said, well, yeah, but you know, I've got a mortgage. All of our excuses wrapped up, right? I got a mortgage. I got a car payment. You know, going out on the road doesn't have any guarantees. Nobody knows me, you know. And so my good friend, um, Guru Ganesha Singh, who started Spirit Voyage around our first album, which was Game of Chance with Seal. Spirit Voyage got started around that. And so he and I started talking and we said, well, because he's a salesman, he, he teaches sales techniques. And so I said, hey man, go sell Yogi Tea on the idea of giving Sanatam full salary to go out on the road. And so he did and they did. So she went out on the road being sponsored by Yogi T. And so they set it all up and the first, the first concert was in Philadelphia and they rented this hall. Twelve people showed up. Twelve. Twelve. Two more than ten. <laughs> and so they looked out on this, you know, this theater this, you know, and there's 12 people. And of course, they've all got their assigned seats, right? So they're not like sitting together. And so they said to the 12 people, come up on stage. Let's just have a, let's just have a gathering up here on stage. So the theater was empty, except for those, what? They had four people in the band, 12 people in the audience, those 16 people on stage, and they sang and had a great evening, right? And it didn't get much better for a little while. Do you have a dream? Do you have an assignment? Do you have a, do you, do you have a cosmic assignment that you know that sometimes you just get a sense of? And you go, yeah, but. Yeah, but. One time Yogi Bhajan came up to me and he said, Guru Singh, he said, what is this word? It's, it's yeah, but. <laughs> He says, every time I tell somebody to do something, they said, yeah, but what is this word? I said, I said, sir, it's not a word, it's two words. It means yes, but, and then there's a but. He says, this is a but. He says, that yeah, but, that yeah, but word is the worst word in the English language. We should abolish it. We should make it a sin to say it. How many of you have that glimmer of that dream? Ah, and you're yeah, but. Ah, you got a mortgage, or you got rent, or you got a car payment, or you got, or you got, or you got, or you got, and there's no guarantee. Be the guarantee. Not the guarantor, you're not the guarantor. Be the guarantee. The cosmos is the guarantor. But in order for the guarantor to be able to guarantee, there has to be a guarantee. Be the guarantee. Write it. No tiny print. Just straightforward. I am who I am. Exactly who I am. And then work out the details. We had to work out the details, right? And so if you don't have um, a patron, as Sonatum ended up having, right? If you don't have somebody who says, hey, I'm gonna, I'll pay you uh, your whole salary to go out and follow your dream. I mean, that's, what ba that's why we listened to Bach. Because Bach had a patron. It was the church. That's why we see some of the art that we see. Look at Michelangelo. He was able to finance much of his work through the work that he did, such as the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. Leonardo da Vinci. This man didn't care. He was just crazy. So you have to be a little crazy and a little practical, but you can't be practical without being a little crazy. 
Because if you're practical without being a little crazy, you will be very, very sad. And as time goes on, you will become more and more and more sad. And then you know you're a human being and you've got a head brain. And the head brain will start to look for low-hanging fruit. That is the reason why you are sad. You make me sad. You make me sad. This makes me sad. No, none of that makes you sad. What makes you sad is that you are not fulfilling your destiny. And the sensation of time is running out is starting to take its toll. And so get started early. You know, like 70. You know, I'm 73, and I, and, I, and I go, okay, we're halfway through, maybe. Maybe we're not even. And here I am, lollygagging, huh? Sanskrit word. <laughs> here I am, lollygagging around at about 17%. Seventeen percent. I was sixteen percent not too many months ago. I've upped at one percent. <laughs> you know, I'm at seventeen percent throttle. Left foot kind of slightly hovering over the brake. That's me. You know, you think I come in here and I go like this and go like this. You. <laughs> you're going. Got that right. <laughs> you have no idea what this unleashed would be like. <laughs> Seriously. That's why I put, surround myself with so many things because I got to hold on to something. <laughs> Some of the time I'm just holding on to my guitar for dear life. You know? <laughs> Because I'm, I'm about to come apart up here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, we got to have a good agreement here. we got to have an agreement here. And that is that we are going to go into what we consider an off-leash park. <laughs> I don't know. We've got two dogs. Anybody have a dog in here? Raise your hand. The sound of that click, <laughs> when you actually remove the leash from the, from the halter, the dog goes, WTF, WTF. <laughs> right? 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 And then the dog looks back up at you and realizes, OMG, OMG. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> and all of a sudden, your dog becomes a dog. <laughs> and you're going, wow. Yeah. I remember, um, and I'm not making fun of the, of the situation, but you know those two trainers in... Las Vegas that had the, had the albino tigers. And there was uh, our good friend Chris Rock was put it into his, uh, into his routine. He said that the newspapers all said that the tiger went crazy and mauled one of the, tra one of the owner trainers. And Chris goes, no, no, the tiger was crazy, the tiger went tiger. <laughs> so when are you going to go you? Because you have a glimmer. You have a glimmer of what you are unleashed. You have a glimmer. You may have only told it to one, two, 
or maybe no one in your life. You have a glimmer of what and who you are unleashed. It's time to set a progression and make it so that it is gentle enough to be doable, but severe enough to have an outcome. When I was 45 years old, I too was doing what Sanatam was doing for a different organization-owned company. I was managing the whole thing. Yogi Bhajan had <laughs> Yogi Bhajan had um, tricked me into doing it by saying, "Hey, Guru Singh, you know, not everyone is a musician, and if you want to be a great teacher, you're going to have to learn how other people think. So I want you to be a businessman." He might as well have just told me, "I want you to go jump off a mountain." with no parachute or anything. Like, really? <sighs> that was in 1971. Ooh, and I did not get out of that for a while. <laughs> 14 years being a businessman. Ooh. So I gave myself at 45, I gave myself a five-year plan. I said, because I had been, I was teaching, but I was teaching in business, teaching in business, teaching in business, teaching in business, you know. You know the routine, right? You, you, you're trying to do it all. And I said, by the time I'm 50, I will only be teaching. And by 48, it was true. Three years out of the five-year plan. Give yourself enough runway so that you don't have to take off like a rocket ship. Give yourself enough runway. And then start to work with all of your dreams, all of those faint glimmers, you know, those sensations that, that give you hope when you, when you consider them just before the yabat comes in. Hmm? Give yourself that, 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 and begin to string those glimmers together like a mala, you know, like a, a strand of beads. And then start to work them like a mala. Start to work those things. Write them down. Commit them to paper. Draw them. Put them to music. Give your, create affirmations out of them. And guaranteed, guaranteed, you will be opposed. Because you have set your whole life up to be logical. You were trained for 12 plus years in school to be logical. And what we're talking about is we're talking about coming out of logic into magic. We're talking about a miraculous transformation. Because we are not going to be able to make those balloon animals logically. We are not going to be able to produce, create, Anything that is going to attract the attention from fear unless we are magical. You have a serious situation and a magician comes in and starts going blah, 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 blah and you're going, wow, did I just see that? And once your concentration on the ugly gets triggered. You can't go back. 
your brain is going to constantly be thinking, hmm, there's a whole other half of the universe here. Let me explore it. And you go exploring it, and all of a sudden you get drawn back by the yabat. And then you get up the courage, which is of the heart, and you go out into that, that world. And all of a sudden, in that world, you form a connection, which is the gut. And all of a sudden, your heart and your gut is your code to get out. And the head goes, yeah, but... And then you say, hey, look at head. Once these get strong enough, they speak to the head. They go, hey, look at head. You have been running the show, and for that we're grateful. You've kept us alive for all these years, however old you are in this lifetime. But head, it's a burden on you. We're going to take over two-thirds of the function. And the head goes, yeah, but. Because right below the head is C1 and C2 before you get to the heart. The cervical vertebra, C1 and C2. You see, I'm, I've got this stuff up here so I don't fly off the stage, right? <laughs> You've got C1 and C2, the axis which is C2, and the atlas. The atlas is your relationship with infinity. It's the relationship to faith. The axis is your relationship to identity, your relationship with trust. You hold your identity in, in check because you don't know how big trust is. Well, trust is forever. Trust is a forever constant. Trust isn't something that you suddenly experience. Trust is something that when you allow yourself to become vulnerable, you realize it's always existed. Trust always exists. Love always exists. Joy always exists. Faith always exists. Inspiration always exists. These are known as devotions, and devotions are an ocean of forever existence. We are awash in that ocean. And the only way that we can experience that ocean is when we become completely vulnerable. Or as they would say, from the brain's point of view, when I feel safe. And you go, well, let's give it a try. And the brain goes, yeah, but. <laughs> Can you imagine? The heart is the first organ created. The circulation of relation is the first thing that's produced in your physical body, and it is the last thing to die. I can remember when my wife and I went into the midwife with our first child in 19, this was 1976, because he was born in 77. And the very first time I heard Soperk's heartbeat. Didn't even have a thought. I just burst out crying. Heart is joy, and I burst into tears of joy. And the midwife says, hmm, sounds like a boy. I said, why? <laughs> My head brain goes, why? <laughs> My heart brain, why? <laughs> <laughs> and she says, because a boy's heart is usually faster. 
And I think it was like at 140 or 150, you know. And it was just this little ball. It was like the size of a, of a um, what is that bean? A fava bean. The size of a fava bean and it had a heart in it pumping. Who on earth can make a microscopic heart <laughs> that beats on its own without a wire plugged into it? You think, you think there's magic in this universe? Ah, yes. But what we have to do in order to experience it is become vulnerable. Because when we become vulnerable, we stop that constant, constant, constant supervision. And we drop into the alpha range of the brain, which is deep relaxation, which is where most people meditate when they are in the practice of meditation. And then eventually you get to the place where you drop into theta, which is the dream time. Now, when you're conscious and in dream time, you can assemble dreams. When you're unconscious in dream time, they're just like random assembly, you know, like, God, I had a dream last night. I was, you know, I was 10 feet tall and I was... What does it mean? And I always say, you were asleep. That's what it means. You, you were not conscious of what was being formed. You can form out of dream matter. You can form your future. You can even form the day that you're going into out of dream matter. Assign yourself tomorrow, tonight, before going to sleep. And wake up and pick up where your theta brain has found a channel for you to go through. So many of the things that happen to those of us who are more conscious, inclusive in the room, everyone, happen because we dream them. What if you were to dream the true you? and catch glimpses of what that means. What are the physicalities that are attached to that dream, that glimpse? I knew when I was a small child, and I, we didn't have a television, but I'd go over to the neighbor's house. And it was the, like, you know, early 50s, and I was not that many TVs. And there was this program on called Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy wore a turban. I rest my case. And when I went in for my 20-year high school reunion, people came up to me because we looked unusual. We looked like this, my wife and I, and they came up to me and they said, I knew you were going to end up like this. (laughs) So not only do you know the glimpses of your magical self, but others see it too. And you think you can, you've been hiding it all these years. You haven't. We know who you are. And we also know who you're trying to be, but we also know that if you'd stop trying to be that, that this other thing is on a huge spring and it would just go, ah, like that, like that jack-in-the-box, you know, not the, not the burger place. You now you open the lid and ha ha. So please, open your lid. Take the lid off. Take the leash off. 
And start out small, start out small and let the path be gentle. But start journaling on who are you? Who are you? The most influential person in my early life asked me that question. And when I said who I was, they said, no, you're an imposter. I don't mean that I said who I dreamt I was. I said who I, I said who I was trying to be. We don't fit in. Get over it. <laughs> As a matter of fact, no one fits in. Some are just so unconscious of the reactions to trying that they've made up a belief system that they do fit in. And that has established what, was, what is called, what the Siri Singh Saab called, intertwined neurosis. Uh, intertwined neurotic normal. And everything is done and proven through double-blind studies, which makes everything blind as a bat. And everything has to be footnoted from somebody who was most likely just a complete drunk. <laughs> you know? These references that you are supposed to footnote in academia, <laughs> macadamia, <laughs> right? Aloha. Mm. Turn academia, there we go. Turn academia into macadamia. That's the title for your books. My two great friends from Hawaii. 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 We must, we must realize that this world is just careening into the ditch. And if you're not in the ditch, if you're going down the center of the road in this magnificent dream state, people are saying, you are weird. <laughs> the ditch is weird. Get out of it. War is weird. Get over it. Bigotry is weird. Xenophobia and all phobia is weird. Embrace what is. Embrace what is. The mind. Accessed through the brains. Either consciously or unconsciously. Is as we read yesterday, constantly in motion forever changing because the mind is that close to infinite and eternal. It's just this side of infinite and eternal. It is the chitta. Say it. Chitta. Not chitta. Chitta. You got to do this. Chitta. Come on. Chitta. Chitta. That is that massive amount of information that is literally not even strung together yet. It is the assemblage of letters, in letters, individual letters, but not even. So the L isn't like this. That's an L to you, correct? backwards to me. So the L isn't like this. The L is like this. Now that L could be an L or it could be a couple of I's or it could be a part of a P or it could be anything. Correct? And chitta is filled with all of these quantum parts. And the quantum parts get assembled through the universal mind 
as it becomes more and more dense until some attitude, some opinion, some idea causes you to gather a few of those letters and form them into words and then the words into word strings or phrases and then the phrases into a full paragraph and you then express this is what I am about. Now the attitude and the opinion you didn't form it, it was formed in your genealogy and it was formed centuries ago by whatever was going on then and out of that you have to reach out and stretch out into you because you were gifted this physical form because to be alive and to be noticed you have to have a physical form. Nobody's going to notice you if you're invisible. Nobody's going to notice you if you're just a consciousness circulating. So you put on this outfit, didn't you? You put it on and that little heart started beating when the outfit was the size of a fava bean. And then you blossomed into the fetus after a bit. And then you grew and grew until you were too big for your environment. And now you then you burst forth into your individuated identity. Right now, life on earth has reached, we're way late in the birthing process. And you are the ones, you are the ones that are to be born into this. And we have to rise up, rise up, rise up, sweet family dear. Yeah? That was like 20%. 21 was, is way beyond that, you know what I'm saying? We have to rise up into, into ourself, in mass. I see us as the locust, the, the clouds of locust. And we're going to descend onto the fields of normal. And we're going to devour the violence. We're not going to go, ooh, you're violent, ooh. <laughs> We're going to just eat it. <laughs> and because it's mostly debris, we'll then eliminate it. You understand? Uh, graphic. <laughs> that was 19 and a half. Are we clear? Yes. Because you being you is crazy by normal definition. Do you understand? Yes. You being you, you being you, will be extremely uncomfortable. Can you take the heat? Yes. You say you can. But it will be heat in places that are going to be very effective. Why? Because, and I asked Yogi Bhajan, you know, we're driving and I'm asking him question after question. He's just exhausted. And every once in a while, he'd go like this. And I'd look over and I'd go, he's sleeping. He wasn't sleeping. He was just getting out of the line of my questions. <laughs> so I asked him once. I said, why? Why? Why do we have to go through so much to get to that place that we all long to be? And he just turned to me and said, God doesn't want jerks in heaven. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine being in heaven with all of your friends and there's this jerk there? <laughs> like completely controlling the show? 
That's not heaven. Right? Just God doesn't want you. In other words, we have to go through and match up to all, all of our weaknesses. We have to turn our weaknesses into strengths. We have to turn our fears into faiths. We have to turn all of that which we don't trust into what we trust. And then when we trust it, we can attach ourselves to the energy of it. When you're being opposed by someone, don't go, oh. Go, ah. Thank you for the energy. Lot of energy in opposition. Lot of energy. Sometimes there's more energy in opposition than there is in that which is with you. So don't go down under opposition. Use it. As Yogi Bhajan once said, when somebody takes a dump on you, don't eat it. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say a dump. He said, you know, that which I won't podcast. <laughs> when somebody takes a dump spelled with an S on you, don't eat it. Bless it. It's fertilizer. Plant your seeds in it. And then eat what your seeds produce. So the dump is a good thing. Isn't it? Thank you, say. Thank you, Thank you for the dump. <laughs> Thank you for dumping all over me. <laughs> and then eventually you'll be known as crazy. And that's license. You got license. You, got, you, don't have to, you don't have to try to be normal anymore because everybody knows. Like all my high school buddies knew. Oh, we knew you were going to end up like this. <laughs> and so what Yogi Bhajan brought us was the aggregation, the assemblage, of all different forms of yoga that all raise the kundalini. All yoga raises the kundalini and called it kundalini yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan. And that's why the lineage is not a single line. The ling, the ling, ling, the language, the lineage is this massive set of roots that allows for the tree to grow really massive. The tree of our lives as teachers is huge. Even those of you in the room that are not in the training, it doesn't really matter. You're a teacher, you're a master. You have to just wake up to that fact. And that waking up to that fact is you be you as he would say, you be you. One time he said to me, it took me five years to figure this out. He said, Guru Singh, why, why are you always walking on the edge of the river, claiming to be swimming in the middle? <laughs> Think of your life. Think of your life. Even those friends of ours who are doing a big thing, they may not be doing their thing. We measure success not in the joy of the devotion, the love of the devotion. How much love do you have in your life? Success is measured how much of this other thing which is completely false 
this false measure. When I was a very young child, a penny meant something. A penny. It's a virtual non-reality. Measure your success in how much of you are you displaying. If all you're doing is feeling like you've got something going, you know, that's doing whatever it's doing for your life, excellent, it's your patron. But don't be a slave to your patron. Let your patron become a servant of you. Be of service. Come from the heart brain. The heart brain is, how can I serve you? How can I serve you? Knowing full well that in the surrender that comes later, it comes back in multiples. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. All the classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there, 30-minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success. And it'll be a lecture with a pranayama, a breathing exercise, and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day. And then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation. And these will be like 11 minutes. And then there are also going to be audio files, which are guided 11-minute meditations, which you can listen to. And that's all within gurusing.com. Satnam.